Hi, I'm Joseph McClendon III, and welcome to the Cure for the Common Life podcast. Listen, you know as well as I do that motivation, empowerment, and inspirational stories, they're all well and good, but that's not what keeps us going. That's not what's going to change your life, and that's not what's going to move the needle in your health, your wealth, your happiness, your abundance, or your ability to be able to help other people and make a difference. What keeps us going, what produces results in our lives is activity, not action, activity. And when you can get yourself past the things that stop you and hold you back, that's when you'll thrive and that's when you'll crush it. And I humbly offer you these tools and strategies to kick your own ass and make the changes so that you can thrive. But most of all, I'm going to give you something every single time that you can do to create a change in yourself. Life is exactly what you dare to make it and fortune favors the bold, baby. So if you're ready, let's bold. Hey, what's good? Welcome, and uh, I hope this podcast finds you healthy, happy, full of love, and safe through all these crazy times that we're going through right now. I'm Joseph McClendon III, and this is The Cure for the Common Life. And today's episode I'm super excited about, and it is going to be a little off the beaten path from some of the other podcasts that I normally do, where I introduce a guest and uh, I have a conversation back and forth with him. And this can be a little bit different in that this is actually an interview that this individual did with me, interviewing me, but it was pretty powerful and I wanted to share it with you as well. And hopefully you'll take something from it that you can use to change the quality of your life and the quality of other people's lives as well. The gentleman I'm about to share this interview with or share how he interviewed me is Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis was widely considered one of the most dominant defensive players in all of the NFL, the uh, football league, and he led the Ravens to success in the Super Bowl. But more than that, his career after that is uh, he's a best-selling author, amazing, amazing speaker, philanthropist whose outcome is solely to enhance the lives that are disenfranchised or people that don't necessarily have the opportunities that a lot of people do in this world. He and I have become very, very close friends and are working on a couple projects together that you're going to hear about during this, not the least of which something called the Magnificent Life Challenge. And Ray Lewis champions a group called Team No Excuses, a group of amazing, amazing individuals that have so much to offer. And so here is that interview. Enjoy it. And of course, at the end, please take action on uh, what he talks about doing. And it's a little bit longer than the rest of them, but I'm sure you're going to enjoy it. Ladies and gentlemen, this is my dear friend, Ray Lewis. Today should be fun and inspiring. My guest today is a newfound partner of mine to a company that I just started, Team No Excuses. And this guy is just absolutely incredible. His energy, <laughs> we have very similar energy, which is which is really interesting because I don't meet that many people with just the same type of energy. And this guy, Joseph McClendon III, he is a ball of inspiration. He's a ball of knowledge. He, he is, he's inspired millions, millions, hundreds and thousands of people. And, and I think the exciting part about, you know, what Joseph done in his early part of his life was, you know, he partnered with Tony Robbins in 1986. I was 11 years old <laughs> when, when he partnered with Tony, but he's been behind the scenes doing so many amazing things for Tony's brand. Tony Robbins is someone that I look up to and respect with everything that he does. And it's just absolutely incredible. But I think we're going to jump into his journey, why he chose to inspire people and why he chose to go on the mission, you know, to really travel the world and, and do all the things that he done with Tony. So I think it's going to be a really, really awesome conversation that we're kind of going to jump into. Look, checking in. Working on this platform, No Excuses, please check it out, noexcuses.tv. It's, it's really a movement for good. It's bringing everybody together, just the understanding that we 
have to help each other. We have to see each other and we have to meet each other exactly where we are. And we have to have the tools available to navigate our way through life. And and I think that's what excites me because I've been working on that. And oh my goodness, I'm telling you, I'm really getting really good with this cycling. But I was watching the Tour de France the other day and I was watching the World Championships. And I heard somebody say these guys were going 60 miles an hour. So as as I'm working on my platform and as I'm like, okay, let me get my platform done so I can go out and get on my bike. And when I try to get up to 60 miles an hour, I'm going to need a, a airplane or something pulling me for me to get to 60 miles an hour. So I got a lot of work to do. I got a lot, to, a lot of work to do. But I tell you what, the thought of the day for me, and it brings me because of what I'm chasing and cycling, the thought of the day is when you step out of your comfort zone, you are stepping into your greatness. I, I, I promise you we are 10 minutes or less here today because I, I want you to write this down, that when you step out of your comfort zone, you are stepping into your greatness. So many people, and, and I'm talking about when I was even in high school, so many athletes I saw never stepped out of their comfort zone. What does that mean exactly? Well, most of the time, you know, you on your own schedule, you do what you want to do. You never shake up your normal. You know, you wake up when you want to wake up. You go to bed when you want to go to bed. You listen to what you want to listen to. You read what you want to read. But when you start to disturb that comfort zone, when you when you step out of your comfort zone, your greatest you is waiting on you. And guess what? It's in the way of it people things oh come do this come hang out with me come play video games all day come come over my house that's the world we in now come over my house come visit me and then me and you're gonna sit right beside each other on the couch and we're gonna both stare at our phones all day five people are gonna be over there but we're never gonna look at each other eye to eye because everybody has to look at what's going on on these threads that's going on so now the comfort zone you have to change the dynamic of the comfort zone. I watch so many young, I watch so, I, I'm telling you the difference of, of my career is that I came out my comfort zone. And when I stepped out of my comfort zone, boy, I tell you, I, I, I spoke at TD Jake's church and I never forget it. I saw Papa Jake jump up because I said, you will never touch a certain level of greatness until your comfort zone is disturbed. I want you to meditate on that for a minute. But I want you to understand something. When you focus on helping others step into their greatness, then you step into your own. That's why in my career, I believe what, what I truly believe was my greatest ability. It wasn't, it wasn't to make plays. It was to empower men. It was to empower people to believe in each other and to believe that the greatness that they were looking for wasn't necessarily tied up in you. It was tied up in us. And when you get to that point in life to where your whole motivation of life, your whole direction of life is to give someone the keys to life and no matter which way they go, what direction they go, you know that they're on the right path. Because of what you did for them. Think about what we're facing in today's time. Think about how much trash is online that you have to navigate through. So think about when you actually step into your greatness is when you expose to people their greatness and help them find it. The hardest thing you ever do in life is change the human will. God himself cannot change the human will. The human will. We must decide to change. Let me show you something. I don't want you to wait for the world to recognize your greatness. Live it and let the world catch up to you. <laughs> Hello. If you want, if, if you want to piss your haters off, become successful. If you, if you want to piss your enemies off, Stop waiting on them to like you and make sure they catch up to you. Make sure you're moving and you're doing something 
that it even inspires them. Oh man, I start reading papers. I start watching the news. I start, I start watching TV. I don't even watch TV that much. I don't listen to what nobody says. Why? Because I found my own greatness. I found one of my greatest abilities is empowering people every day. I'm telling you, I was, I was, I was introduced on No Excuses platform about really compassion for yourself and, and, and forgiveness and all these different things. And a young lady on there was named Sharia Beckton, and she wrote me this very heartfelt message, long story short. And when I read the message, I heard what she had been through. And Sharia, I hope this doesn't bother you because I'm just sharing what we're doing on No Excuses. But when I read what she was doing, I could have easily texted her back, but I didn't want to. I wanted to make her a personal video. And I wanted to tell her that you're not alone. The things you had to go through and the things you had to endure and the pain you had to endure as a child, I saw my mother endure it. And I made up that day, made up in my mind that day that this will not be my everyday normal. I tell you what will be my normal. My normal will be me getting up every day. And when my feet hit the ground, be careful, be careful, because I'm a man that's passionate about my mission. But understand my purpose, committed to my destiny and understand my legacy. Oh, let me I want to I want to leave you with this because of I you, you keep hearing me talk about greatness. Greatness is inside of each and every one of us. I'm telling you, men, me and Joseph are going to dive deep into that. And, and, and that's why I'm bringing him on to Team No Excuses, because he's worked with Tony Robinson and, and, and he's figured out how to inspire people and keep on inspiring people. And actually, it's just watching the light not be turned on inside of the brain. And Joseph, as well as myself, has a unique skill that we work on every day. And that is turn the light back on in people's spirits. Listen, today will be absolutely amazing. (laughs) Step out of your comfort zone and find your best you. And it's not online. It's actually spending time with you. So you know what you want to do, what you need to do, and who you need to help you accomplish it. My goodness, when I tell you greatness is actually in the building and I am so excited <laughs> to talk to him right now. I mean, he inspired me so much the other day with his, oh my gosh, his video. And we're going to jump into it, but I want to welcome to the show, Joseph McClendon III. My brother, how are you doing? Thank you for joining me today. Man, I'm doing spectacular and thank you for having me. Yeah. Yeah, man. No, listen, thank you so much. Listen, I want to go back a little bit so people kind of understand. And I want to ask you some questions that I want to know. Like in 1986, I was 11 years old <laughs> when, you, when you ended up partnering with Tony Robbins. But, I, but, but what I want to know is, is what made you go the route to inspire people? Like, why did you choose that route in 1986? Or did you choose it before that? I, act, I actually chose it way before that. Wow. I, Tell yeah. me. I chose it as a result of, as many of us do, you know that. I came from a bit of tragedy. When I was 17 and a half years old, three grown men tried to take my life because of the color of my skin. And uh, yeah, they left me for dead and it destroyed my confidence. It destroyed my self-esteem and it took away my dignity. And I had a lot of hatred going on. But here was the deal. It wasn't hatred for them. It was hatred for myself. Mm. And, you know, I realized Explain that. that. Explain that, please. Well, you know, I, I was raised, you know, I had great parents and, and they always raised us that, you know what, you look inside. If anything happens, look inside first before you blame somebody else. And that combined with, as you know, in this country, we are, we've all been conditioned to feel a certain way about ourselves. And you know, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll go more about that later. But yep. that was d- deeply ingrained in me. And so I came away from there. And, and don't get me wrong. <laughs> I wasn't happy about what they did to me. And I've had a couple of other incidents as well. But I kind of felt like, and, and by the way, I'm intellectualizing it now. I didn't know what I was going on back then. I felt like, well, because they said to me, you know, the reason they were doing this was because you know, my race, obviously. And I took that to heart and I felt inside 
that, well, if I wasn't this color, if I wasn't who I was, then this wouldn't have happened to me. So that uh, self-loathing, if you will, that we all have, those, those psychological generational wounds that we have, was deep inside me. But what happened, to answer your question, was I, be- I became homeless. You know, I wound up living in a cardboard box behind an old drive-in theater. And I was at the end. I was at the bottom. And somebody came along, somebody I didn't know, Ray, a kind person, and gave me a book. And the book was called Think and Grow Rich. And Mm -hmm. that combined with my Bible that I always had, that gave me some strategy, if you will. And I read the book. And I did the exercises in the book and my life started to change. But here was the deal. When my life started to change because of the way I was raised, I went back to the, the person that gave me the book to thank him. And I said, you know, look, man, you, you've changed my life. How can I repay you? And what he said to me was, he said, you repay me by doing the same thing that I've done for you, for as many people as you can for the rest of your life. And that's where I started my journey. And that's where, you know, I didn't take it to heart at, you know, at that age, but as, as time went on, I really started to take it serious. And that was really the kind of way I was raised as well. So that's where it started. Man, that is absolutely amazing. And, and as crazy as life is, right. You found your way to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We found each other, right? Oh man. Don't get me started on that. Don't what? I'm ready to get, I'm ready to get started on that. It's ready for us to go all the way in on that because all right, let's go deep. Let's go. Yeah. Deep. Because it's so interesting, right? Because a lot of people pay attention to your glory, but it's hard for people to understand your story. Oh, right. And when people hear you speak, they're like, Oh my gosh, this guy's so powerful. But nobody knows this was a guy homeless. Nobody knows this was a guy that felt injustice from a totally different level. Man, I never forget I was surrounded around. I'll never forget I was I was surrounded around five white guys. And I, they was calling me every book. And this is what made me think of that. And I'm telling you, they had bats and they had everything. And I was oh, on the man. railroad tracks. And they was like, you oh, know, man. you're not supposed to be on this side of town. Oh, man. And I'm looking at them and I'm like, man. So you, you guys go and, and what's crazy, Joseph, they went to my school. They went to my school yeah, and, actually, yeah. and, and, and it was the craziest thing ever. So when you bring up that, it's actually what I want to dive into, because this is one of the reasons, honestly, why I started to change my perspective on how I saw the world at a very early age, Joseph, because of what you just said, like I was not mad at them. Yeah, I was yeah. not really right. It's, it's I, the exact same you. thing. Yeah. Right. I was like mad at myself. I was like, you know what? It's time for you to stop freaking complaining. Right. You know, you broke. You don't have nothing in your life. And there was a coach who coached me at the time by the name of EJ Williams. He's passed now. Lord rest in peace. But he was the one of the he was a father. We can call him coach, but he was a father. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I never forget one day I went to football practice and he was like, what's wrong with you, boy? You, you, you just, you, your head ain't here. And I, and I sat down and I told him, I said, coach, you know, I, I, I got this problem, right? Every time I walk to school, you know, these five white kids, they always trying to fight me. They always trying to jump on me. And I ended up fighting this one guy and the other ones, you know, took bats and everything. And he said, look at me. He said, look at me. And I said, Okay. He said, let me tell you, I'm going to tell you something that's going to forever change your life. He said, first and foremost, stop fighting and run. You got to live another day. You You got to get your behind back home. You You hear me? Mm -hmm. You don't have time to sit there and fight somebody and not even know why they want to fight you. Because if you, if, if you're taken out of this world, right, man, and it forever change my perspective on life, which is why I'm excited to talk to you about it and hear this. And this is why I I think one of the greatest questions I would love to ask you is what is greatness to Joseph? What is greatness? What is it? First off, thank you for sharing. That. I, I didn't know that about you, you know, and all of us, like you said, they see our glory, but they don't see our story. And now, you know, knowing that about you, I, I can see and I can feel your strength coming from those places. I always say to people two things. Uh, number one is that we, all of us, anybody that is successful at anything, I don't care, walking, talking, riding a bicycle, making money, having a great body, whatever it is, anybody that's ever been successful has always had a teacher, a mentor, or a coach, somebody that they allowed that person 
to push them beyond what is what is comfortable. Yep. 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 And from that discomfort and they allowed that person. So, you know, I'm all about coaches and mentors and uh, all that stuff. But with regard to greatness, I use a different word, Ray. I use the word I use the word magnificence. Oh, my goodness. Now you talk it. All right. Come on. And and here's the reason why, because and and I'm I'm a bit of a linguist, if you will. I like to Mm -hmm. break stuff down and make it make sense. Please, please. Magnificence to me is magnifying the essence of who you are. My goodness. Uh Uh-huh. And then that way, when you look at it like that, everybody's got that essence. We came with it. God gave us that little spark. We born with it. We We born born with with it. And, And it's there. And so there's not a person on the planet that doesn't have that essence and all my job, your job. And I'm so proud and so honored to be working with you and and team, the team with you on this. No excuses, because that's what we're doing is helping people a recognize it, b give them the tools, the strategies and the processes to magnify who they already are. And as I said to you before, you know, and, and I say this to anybody because, you know, I'm an equal opportunity magnificence provider. <laughs> and, you know, I, and, and I mean that. I don't care what color your skin is. Yeah, However, I will say at this point right now in history right now, it is important that we do speak to people who have, uh, you know, have had the types of experiences that you have either physically, or mentally or emotionally. But to recognize that we, we come from we come from magnificence, our ancestors, kings and queens and and scholars and warriors. That is our essence. That's everybody. And so the challenge is three things. Number two things. Number one, it has been atrophied out of us on purpose. It mm-hmm. has been beaten out of us on beaten purpose. out of us. And it has been psychologically worn out of us on purpose. And so the unfortunate thing is racism and bigotry and white supremacy has a terrible, horrible byproduct. And it's called self-loathing, self-hatred, uncertainty, and even imposter syndrome. And those things live deep inside of us. Most of us don't a realize it's there. And then when we feel it, we deny it. And especially black men. You know, mm-hmm. we, mm-hmm. we have a, a level of pride that, you know, and, and all the stuff that goes along with it that, that doesn't allow us to, to go see a doctor, doesn't allow us to, to be humble at some times. And, and we're all standing up and pounding our chest and going, Hey, we're significant. We mean something. Our lives matter. But in order to do that, it presupposes, in order to even say that and consider that, it presupposes yes, that sir. we already consider ourselves less valuable, less worthy. Yeah. On some level. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it's sad, but it's the truth. And now is the time at this precipice in time right now, this wave that is coming through. Now is the time to put the stakes in the ground and heal those wounds inside of ourselves. And Absolutely. Up. Because it does not matter if it's oppression or, for, or, or if it's the oppressor. The whole point of it is to break your wheel. Exactly. Once and, they once they can break your wheel, if you go back to slavery, slavery broke your wheel. Right. When people start to break your will, they can then tell you they can then lead you like they lead cattle. Right. If you think about what has to. That's why you understand this. That's why one of the hardest things, the only thing in the world that even the Lord himself does not control is the human will. Absolutely. He gave us that. will. he gave us that. He gave us that. Now, it's our job to take it and use it. Right. I agree with you. And I'd like to add to that. Please. And that is this, that that uh, others can and do control others will. That's and, a fact. And, and here's here's proof of that. The question and this was presented to me. I was on, no oh gosh, Channel five or I forget a news station a couple of days ago. And they asked me the question and it was a little bit of uh, a little audacious to ask this question. But I appreciated the fact that she did. And she said, why? Is it that, and she said it with a little bit of an attitude, to be honest with you, Ray, Mm -hmm, she -hmm. said, why is it that a race of people who were clearly physically stronger, clearly had a background of physical strength, why is it that they allowed themselves to be enslaved for so long? Now, yeah, and it was it was it was a a, a great question, quite honestly, because she wasn't expecting an answer. You know, she was she was saying it is a kind of like a put down. Well, if you're you know, if you guys are so strong and everything then and, and you're such a, you know, good people, then why did you allow yourself? And I said, because we were psychologically hijacked. Absolutely. 
And that's what's happening right now in this day and age right now. It's, yeah, because it's happening, it's happening with social media. Exactly. You know, Ray, I, I was in Thailand a few years ago and I saw something that was amazing, but it, it exemplifies what I'm talking about. In Thailand, elephants are, are sacred and they're, they're not all over the place, but it is not uncommon to walk them, to watch, to see an elephant walking down the street. <laughs> and so here comes this guy and I was sitting in an outdoor restaurant and uh, here comes this guy on an elephant. He comes along, he takes the elephant, the, the elephant has a rope, not a chain, a rope around its neck. And the, the guy gets off the elephant, comes over, he has a wooden mallet and he takes a stake that's tied to this rope and hammers it into the ground, into the earth. Oh, and not even very much, hammers it in there and gives the elephant some hay or something to eat. And the elephant doesn't move. And we were there for an hour and the elephant doesn't move. Now, this elephant in, you know, a split second could pull that stake out of the ground and walk away, but he doesn't do it. And the reason being is because he has been psychologically hijacked my, my goodness. to believe that he that is where he's supposed to be. That's, you know, his self-worth <laughs> is tied to that stake, to everything Ooh. right there. And his master, for lack of a better term, who gave him the food, mm-hmm. rewarded him for mm-hmm. staying put. To staying put. And so, you know, that metaphor and that example is what happens to the human mind. And unfortunately, it has been going on. The remnants of it have been handed down through the ages. Let me ask you something. I've been been curious to ask you this. When you grew up, did your family, your mother or whomever raised you, was there a pot or a can of grease somewhere in the kitchen on the stove? Always. Always. Okay, so check this out. Check this out. Why was it there? I'm asking. Because I grew up with it as well. Because we we used it, we used that can of grease for everything. Absolutely. So check this out. And again, this is along those lines. And this is why I'm so thrilled to be working with you to bring to the table the tools, the strategies, the experiences, and the processes to heal that mm. very, very quickly. But here's 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 two metaphors. Number one, and why that can of grease is there. Because if you know, if you got black skin, you know, I say anybody older than the age of 30, that was around. And it was the same in my family. We reused it. And I remember thinking when I was a kid, Ray, I remember thinking a can of Crisco costs 30 cents. Right. You know, a clean new can of Crisco. Why are we saving it? Why are we reusing it? Why are we reusing it? For chicken, for fish. Yeah, for everything. For for everything. But check this out. First off, let me give you a real quick metaphor, if you will. So there's a mother, her daughter. The grandmother and the great-grandmother are sitting down or getting ready for Thanksgiving dinner. The mother takes the 10-year-old daughter and says, I'm going to show you how to cook dinner. She says, okay, we're going to cook a ham. She unwraps the ham and she cuts the ends of the ham off. Mm. You know, it's one of those rolled hams. Cuts the ends of the hams off and and puts it in uh, uh, the, the pan. The daughter goes, mama, why do we cut the ends of the ham off? And she goes, you know, I don't know. Let's ask my mother, the grandmother. Because that's what my mother taught me. They Mm -hmm. go to the grandmother. The grandmother says, well, you know, I don't know. That's what my mother did. So they go to the great-grandmother and they go, great-grandma, why do we cut the ends of the ham off? And she goes, because when I grew up, you know, in the 20s, the the pan was too small. The ham wouldn't fit in the pan. So we cut the ends off to put it in there. And so through time, we don't question. Nobody questions why we tie our shoes the way we do, why we, you know, all the things that we do. And nobody questions why that can of grease is there. Now, check this out. There's two reasons why that can of grease was there. Number one, in the days of slavery, they didn't, we didn't have much. You know, we were given the, the, uh, the disposable parts of the animal, chitlins, you know, the, the, the intestines, the, 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 the feet, the neck bones, all those stuff that I they, need all of it. When all I of it. So did I. But yeah. we were given that because that's all they gave us. The other thing was the same with the grease. Now, the grease was used to make soap, believe it or not, to make soap. And we used it for that and we kept it and we also put it on our skin because they didn't give us lotion. We didn't have lotion. And we were out there in the sun working all day and we had to we had to lubricate ourselves. So we were it's just like that cutting off the ends of the of the ham that was handed down through the ages. You know, it's, it's not in my kitchen now, <laughs> you know, but had it had I not thought about it. You know, that and and that is just an example of how we what we believe about ourselves, what we believe about what's cap- what we're capable of. And it's ingrained and we don't even question it. Right. And, so whether, 
Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. finish that. No, finish it, please. So, lastly, I'll say this. I always ask this question. Yeah. When all that we have fought for, all that we have marched for, all that we deserve and all that we demand shows up, how are you going to handle it? Are you ready to handle it? If we have that type of belief about ourselves, procrastination, hesitation, fear of failure, fear of success, all of those things that still dominate our culture more than anything, we're not going to be able to utilize it as well as we could, should, would. And so that is why I'm so proud to be working with you, my friend. Oh, my brother, you you have no clue. See, because I, I, I've I've heard I've heard failure is the key to success. Do you agree with that? I I think that that I use a different word. I think fail, failure is when you give up. Okay, I think mistakes are the key to success. Ah. It's get back up and go after it. Man, you exemplify that more than anybody I know. I've watched you. I've watched so many games with you. Get knocked down and get back up, you know? Yeah, I ain't never giving up. Uh, And that's it. (laughs) So the only time we fail is when we give up. It's when we give up. So I think failure uh, begets failure. It teaches us to fail even more. But I think mistakes, mishaps, and and maybe not doing it the right way and not getting your result the first time or or the second time or even the tenth time. I think those is where or where the lessons are learned. As long as you as long as you learn something, then you've not failed. You've actually succeeded in putting your foot on another rung in the ladder. So every mistake that you actually made had to happen in order for you to be where you are today. Man, that's why you and I are talking right now. <laughs> you said you said earlier that you know this confluence of things that brought us together where we are. That came from a bunch of mistakes on your part and on my part as well. Yes, sir. You know, yes, sir. I believe that God is up there in heaven, going, "Hey, Ray's asking for it again. Send him some more stuff." <laughs> <laughs> send, send me some more stuff because I need some more stuff because I'm trying to figure out right. So. So all of the things, right? Because you can even go back to the the, the programming that you're talking about, whether it's whether it's factual or not. The Willie Lynch letter speaks exactly about that type of program. Oh man, you see, you want to go there? No, I'm just saying. No, I'm just saying. We're we're trying to go there because there are people who stuck in there, and they don't know it, and they don't know it. That is the sad part. You know, I'll, I'll bet even people that listen to us right now, somebody on the other end is going, nope, that's not me. Uh, you know, I made my money. You know, I'm good. I'm all that stuff and everything. But the reality is, is even if you just say that, it is proof that you are because humility, humility, humility. is where our success comes from. Not that's the only way. No, humility. Absolutely. It's the key to life. It is. It's the, it's the true key to life. And, and, and one of the things, because see, when you talk about programming, right? And this is why I, me and you, are, that's what I'm telling you, we're so good together. God knew what he was doing because what's needed is that we have to change the hard drive. Beautiful, right? beautiful. These, these people, the hard drive that's been installed for years and years and years and people are just piling on top of their hard drive. If you want to use an old computer and you give it to somebody else, the first thing they got to do is what? Change the hard drive. Change the hard drive. It's the same thing people have. People to change, to take the human will and make the human will work for what it's supposed to work for. You have to change your hard drive. Now, listen to this. The good book says you must renew your mind and strength every day. Hello. But but not only renew, you must restore because when you renew and you restore, then you know how to react to your mistakes. Beautiful. That now, comes all the way back around. It, it does. It is that that is called a cybernetic loop, by the way. Now, now I, I didn't share this. You, you know this, but maybe I'll share it with everybody else. My background is I'm a neuropsychologist and I had a practice in Los Angeles for many, many years. And I help people get over fears, phobias, emotional challenges and things that hinder their lives. But here's the difference. I'm a neuropsychologist. And what that means is neuro means your nervous system, all five of your senses. A traditional psychologist has one way of entering a person's world, and that is their voice 
voice to that other person's ears. Yep. And yep. to sort of talk to somebody. But I got five ways. And the combination of those five ways is hundreds. And so I say that because my methodology is unorthodox. You've seen some of it. And yep. I say this, you know, if you, if you, cause I'm going to, I'm going to help you deal with it right now. I don't believe that it has to take years and years. Change can happen in an instant right now. And, and it does. You know, we've all of us have had have situations in our lives where something happened and it changed what we believed and how we, you know, you said as your coach, forgive me, I forgot his name, said, you know, here's something that's going to change your life. And he gave you that light. And that was a change in your life. E.J. Williams. E.J. Williams. E.J. Williams. And in my entire life, in my entire life, from that standpoint, I can tell you in my entire life, there was only two fights I had ever been in in my life since then. Two. And it was that one. And it was one in college. I never, that was the last two fights that I had. I had one in high school. Changed your life. Yeah. Changed my life. I had one in high school and one in college that both lasted 30 seconds. And I vowed that day to never fight again. There you go. Oh, I'm telling you because what this is why I do this, right? Because Every day that what we're talking about, everyday greatness is it is tied to what makes it magnificent. Beautiful. Because it's available. It's available I, and it's there. And it's there. And it's there, Joseph. That's what that's why I'm so excited for me and you to for, for no excuses to really get into this world system because this world has lied to us. This world has programmed us to tell us, oh no, your your worth is how I see you. That's the biggest lie ever told. Absolutely. And it's here's the thing. Go ahead. To me, the greatest thing that's happening, two things. Well, first of all, let me, let me finish my, my thread that I was saying that that change can be, can happen in a moment. And that is the skill set. That's my superpower. <laughs> that's my superpower, if you will, is to not only teach it to you and help you and take you through a situation, take you through a process that makes that change, but then also give you the tools to do it for yourself. I, I don't say this jokingly. I mean it. If you come see me, there's two things I want you to know. Number one, you're going to get over. If you come see me and you got a fear of dogs, there's going to be a dog there and you're going to hold that dog at the end of that process and you're going to love that dog. And the second thing is, is I'm going to give you the skill set to, to outside of me, you take it back to your life and you enhance the rest of your life in doing that. And so, and that is, you know, that is what we together are bringing to the table as well. Yeah. I have had the privilege. Now I'm a hired gun. Because the other thing that I do is I'm, I'm an ultimate performance specialist, you know, kind of a high end life coach, if you will. And so I, I'm hired to come in to do very large seminars, not the least of which, as you mentioned in the very beginning, my, my business partner for three decades now, Tony Robbins. And I, between his events, promoters events. Now my, my events is a little, is a little different because the mixture is, is quite a bit different, but before COVID, 20, 30,000 people every month I'm in front of, but only two to 3% of that audience are black people, people of color, yeah. which means, and by the way, people get the experience, change their lives, take that back to their communities and thrive. And so what my outcome is, is to give that to us right now, because this wave that's coming through right now, yep. there's two types of people. There's people that are sitting at the the precipice at the peak of that wave and are riding that wave. And there's people that are watching that wave go by and say, I'll get the next one. Yeah. And unfortunately we have been culturally trained to say, I'll get the next one. And I guess the reason why the, my next question would be, why is it so hard for people to forgive themselves? The elephant with a stake in the ground, <sighs> because we're taught to, because we're taught to loathe ourselves, you know, it's old hat now, but you've heard of that baby doll experiment, right? The black baby yes, doll experiment. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> and anybody listening, if you have not seen it, go on YouTube, look up black baby doll experiment, and it'll break your heart. And that is evidence that by age three years old, we're taught to think of ourselves as wrong, bad, and ugly. We're taught it. it is ingrained in us. And that is not something that just started with television. That is right. something that has been handed down for 400 years. So the world ain't bad because God made the world. It's the people. Exactly. It. Now, the other thing I wanted to say is this, because yeah. it, it would be easy for anybody else listening to this that does not have black skin. And even if you do have brown skin or brown skin or black skin, you might be listening to this and saying, well, it's not all, all white people. And you're absolutely right. And as a matter of fact, I am so unbelievably over the top excited because the people that are in the streets, the people that are marching, the people are standing up and saying, this is wrong, that this has to change. The mixture of people now 
more than ever in history. More than and I mean, even all the way back to Civil War, because people would forget that half the country was white and, and, and did, was against slavery and wanted us to be free. And those people are rising up and standing and marching with us as well. So to all my other brothers and sisters, everybody, I thank you. And we all know what's right right now. We know what's right. And now we're on that wave. And with the help of God, with the help of you, with the help of all the people with no, with team, no excuses, uh, you know, I, I contribute my piece. And, and what we have vowed to do is to bring, I keep saying it, the processes, because process creates progress. Yes, sir. Not knowledge, not knowledge, not knowledge. <laughs> knowledge is just part of it. This is knowledge is, is stored information, but the process. And so, and, and I, I said two things. Number one, you know, you, you, you come see me, there's going to be a shift. But the other thing is I encourage you, bring me your worst nightmare. Your worst bring, nightmare. You bring me your worst fear. Your birth, which worst is what memory. a man's, which is what a man's greatest weakness is, is he won't share his greatest pains. Hello, because within a matter of time, you're not going to be able to feel it again. And if you're not going to be able to feel it again, then you won't, as you said before, Ray, react that way. But here's the best part about it. Yeah. Is not only I'm going to show you how to extract that, that emotion, that feeling, that belief, but we're going to replace it with something that is magnificent. Magnificent. <laughs> <laughs> that's what listen that's what's so good and this is why i like sharing my story because people always look at the glory side of life absolutely i wish i had that i wish i was here nope be careful uh, yeah <laughs> are, are you when well, you want to go what i went through uh, be, right. Most people be know. careful to walk five minutes in my shoes <laughs> Yeah, that's a different conversation. Uh It's a different conversation. But what you don't digest spoils. Oh, man. Oh, man. I love that. Come, Joseph, come on now. We got to go there. Okay, I'm ready I'm to go there, there today but, because, but wait a minute. I'm writing that down. <laughs> and, and by the way, I'm here to learn as well. That was just brilliant. <laughs> but, guess, but, 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 but what's the fact of life, right? What, what's the fact of life? If you don't flush something in a stool, it goes bad. Exactly. exactly. It, it's the same thing in life. It's the process you're talking about. Well, let, let me throw a couple things out that, that everybody can take from here and yes. start. Okay. And, and, and Ray, you said. That was it. my next question. So you, you're actually thinking for me. Hey, see, see how God works? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're in the flow. And you said this. I'm going to start it off. You said these words a couple days ago when we had a meeting with the rest of the team, No Excuses. And you said, our words dictate our future. They dictate. 1,000%. Yeah. And, and it is what you speak. What you speak the night before, wake up the next morning and look for it. So beautiful. Now watch this, because I'm a scientist, you know, my background, you know, in order to do what I did, I had to, you know, my background in terms of my, my scholastic background, my, my doctorate and all that stuff had to come from, I had to prove what I was talking about. And so as a scientist, at the risk of sounding arrogant, I have to put science to everything because I had to, I, I taught at the University of Southern California for seven years, right? And I taught to engineers and they're the smartest people on the planet. And you just ask them, they'll tell you. <laughs> and everything that I said, they had to, I had to prove it. And oftentimes when I say things, it, it can sound a little metaphysical, you know, unicorns and, and uh, rainbows and, and crystals and things like that. So I had to prove everything. But here's the proof behind the words make the journey, words make the voyage, that every word that you speak creates a biochemical shift inside you. What does that mean? If you say, I love you to somebody, and you, the, when you speak it, it makes your brain release something called dopamine. Yes. And dopamine is, let's just say it is the reward, it is the love, it is the yeah. pleasure a hormone that your body releases. And as soon as it does, it makes you glow electrically. Your electromagnetic energy glows. And what happens is you cause that other person to release dopamine as well. It makes you optimistic. It makes you joyful. It makes you want to do something. It gives you drive. It gives you pull inside. So the words that we speak, and here's, here's something everybody And I thought about this. And again, I'm a wordsmith. (laughs) I love it. And that is this. Stop calling yourself a minority. There's nothing minor about you. Nothing. Or millennial. 
hello, or millennial, any of that stuff. But you're my freaking children. Yes. Here, here, what we, here's what we have been. And, and it is part of the the indoctrinated, what I call imposter syndrome. And that is that we have been taught by that label to think of ourselves as minor, minority, minority this, minority that. You're not minor, you're major. You're major. You are a, of a different race. You are a different religion. You are of a different creed, but you're not minor. There's nothing minor about you. That's number one. Stop that. Start saying the magic words to you as often as you can go to the mirror every single day you said this you said this earlier about what you say in the evening i say say in the evening and say it in the morning go to the mirror every single day this is an unbelievable exercise look yourself in the eyes say your name out loud look yourself in the eyes and don't just look around your face look until you get that feeling when you're looking at your own beautiful precious soul your god-given soul and say the magic words i love you Yes, sir. Hey, I do it every day. Every day. And see, l- listen, I, I, you, I, I would have not even guessed that. I knew that. And remember, anybody- I, said, I, said, I said it the other day. Remember when I told the group, I told the group, stop brushing your teeth with your head down. Beautiful. I love stop it, man. That is, that is tight. Right? Uh, right? That is tight. Everybody want to brush their teeth with their head down like they hold like they hold and like they scared to look at themselves in the uh-huh. eye. You, right. Listen, the body, the brain, the, the, the nervous system cannot resist repetition. Whatever you do over and over again, it's going to believe. So yes, if sir. you say those words, your name, I love you. And I love that. Yeah, I love that. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm taking that, practicing it right away. I do it without brushing my teeth. But guess what? That is the trigger now. Look yourself in the eyes and say it because pretty soon. Your in your soul is going to believe it. Mm-hmm. Your soul is going to believe it, which is and what we're fighting for. Exactly. Which is what is life. What that's what life is fight. That's what man, the fight of life is about. Man, you yeah, it's straight up, and that is what it is. And so and I got so many things, and, and that's just you know that one's a real real simple. Literally, when you come sit with me, you know, and now it's all virtual, <laughs> obviously. But I'm going to show you something. It's going to change you in the moment. You have that tool for the rest of your life. Absolutely. See, th- this is why. See, and, and, and what's interesting, right, because people think about media, right? But, but you got to be careful with media, right? Because media, if you go back to the original word of media, media is, media is the original word was media middle, right? Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. The vision, right? So when you think about media, media is in the middle. So all of the things that you're talking about, the process of why people don't have compassion for themselves or never forgive themselves because they're listening to a a one side of media, which is in the middle of them and them, right? Mm -hmm. It ain't nobody else, Mm -hmm. right? Their fight is with themselves. The reason why people give up in life is because something is in, is in the middle. So when you talk about the dopamine chemical, one of the things that's interesting about the dopamine chemical is it's the same chemical that you get when you have sex, same chemical you get when you have drugs, try drugs, same chemical when you get when you try alcohol. That's why the bad part of the chemical dopamine is that people don't understand that the chemical is being raised every second of your life, right? Because the subconscious mind is where the chemical comes from, but the conscious mind is everything that you're seeing. So that's why we have to go back to understand that the soul is what we're fighting for, but the soul lives inside of a spirit, but the spirit is a part of the body and the body every day tells us to grab these things that we should hold on to. And the soul says, stop doing me like this. But the body says, you know, it feels good. You know, it feels good. The body then says the spirit says oh i need to pay attention to that i need to read what the news says i need to pay attention to that Come and the on. soul says if you ever get away from what's in the middle of me and you if you ever get away of what's in the middle of you and god it's a personal relationship that you will never go another day without looking at yourself in your own eyes that is beautiful man i'm going to the doctor for the doctor to tell you what's your eye color Man, and you crave it. You crave it, man. You crave it. Listen, that Joseph, is- I craved it, man. It's something I you said something earlier. Every bit of pain that I've ever been through, I traded it in. I replaced it. Come on. And I replaced it with work, faith, and prayer. And I tell you what, no matter what storm ever came around, that foundation has never changed. Right. Let me ask you something. First off, thank you for that. And again, I'm taking notes like crazy. We took it off of videos, but I'm writing this down because I'm here to learn as well. 
you in your career, all right, your, your, your career in football, all right? When I looked, and I've seen a couple things on you, and the, the level, the, the, let's just say, work ethic that you bring to the table, the, the, the level of commitment and drive and certainty, and I call pull. My question to you is, where, even at an early stage, where did that come from? What made you get up early, stay up late, and do the extra stuff that the other players weren't doing? Or if they were doing it, they weren't doing it at the level you were. Because I saw everybody else doing it the opposite way, Joseph. Mm, mm. And so I made up in my life when I was 10 freaking years old, when I watched guys speak to their parents a certain way, I said, I would never speak to my mama that mm, way. Mm. I would never disrespect my mother. I'll never forget 1993. I'm a senior in high school and I'm standing out there and we're broke at this time. And my mom, she's moved to Tennessee, uh, to Memphis, Tennessee, and I'm on my own. I'm standing with my grandmother and I'm trying to figure life out. And I'm sitting there and this guy walks up to me on a football field and he was a football player himself. Forget his name. I didn't forget his name. I just don't want to mention his name. All right. And he walked up to me and he opened up his hand and he, he had five pieces of crack cocaine. Hmm. And he said, this is our way out. I said, you have lost your mind. Nice. I said, my mother is in Memphis and I am completely broke. And my brothers and sisters depend on my consistency of getting my butt up every day and go to work. I don't have a father. I said, let me share something with you that you don't understand. This pain haunts me every day of my life because I want somebody to help me out. And I figured it out that what majority of the people were doing, I found myself doing the opposite. And it's, it's, and it's never changed. That is beautiful. That yeah. is beautiful. Yeah. No, but first off, thank you. Thank you yeah. for that. Because again, the glory in the story, you know, that's it. <laughs> that's, that's what, that's what, because everybody has that, what's called a significant emotional event. You know, one yeah. of my mentors taught me something and he said, Joseph, once in a lifetime opportunities come around about every two weeks. <laughs> and I remember thinking, well, what does he mean by that? And he said, if you look for it, they'll come around even more often. Mm. And so what I realized in my life, and so, so another question is, you know, I asked, this is a rhetorical question, but yeah. what is it that made you in that moment, not outside of the, the, the need inside of you yeah. to support your family and do the right thing? What is it that made that moment different than, for you than it would have been for somebody else? Because somebody else with the same type of, let's just say, opportunity to go forward or go backwards, would have grabbed those five rocks, would, yeah. have, would have grabbed that opportunity. And most of them did. So what is it about you that that, that moment was the moment that you shifted and it drove a deeper stake into your commitment to do the right thing? What is it about you yeah. that made it possible? I tell you, I made two commitments. When I was 10 years old and both commitments and one was to my mother and I promised my mother that one day I will pull you out of this. Mm. One day, mama, a man will never hit you again. One day. And I fell in love with God at a very early age and I didn't know him. But I knew David and I heard a pastor preach a story of David. And I started studying the book of Proverbs. Young, young. I was a junior deacon at 11 years old. Nice. So I, I, I my mother's a pastor now. So I've always been raised in the church. But my mm -hmm. commitment mm -hmm. that made me go different was my mother. And my commitment to God. Now, I've never been perfect, right? We, there, there's no such thing as perfect. Absolutely. Right? But what, what, what always remained consistent in my life at being 45 years old to this day, my mother has never heard me say a curse word. Beautiful. My mother ain't never, my, my, it's certain things my mother will never, you'll never see me this, you'll never see me hurt, no, you're, no way. 
because of that woman, her sacrifice. I watched her. It wasn't what she told me. It was my observation of her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That woman never complained. She never complained. She said, she said, baby, put your trust in no man. She said, trust God with all of your heart. She said, but lean not to your own understanding. And I, you know me, you're young now. You're like, whoa, mm-hmm. this is a lot. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, like, mom, whoo, you're dropping gems. <laughs> right? Yeah, but you picked them up. You yes. Them up. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I digested them. Mm-hmm. Didn't right? Spoil. Didn't spoil. I, they didn't spoil. spoil. The fruits of my labor, the, the, everything that you see now. Every ability, I just said this earlier, right? The, my greatest ability was not making tackles. My greatest ability was empowering men. That was my greatest ability that's when I played superpower. in. Yeah, that's my superpower. When I put on 52, that's like Superman putting on his cape. <laughs> there you go. go. That, that, don't bet against him. Mm-mm. Do not bet against 52. Uh-uh. No matter how it looks. No matter how it looks. Because uh-uh. <laughs> it may not end the way you think it's going to end. <laughs> well, here's, let, let me throw this out there. Yeah. And, and this is really important for everybody listening to us. First off, thank you so much for this. And for everybody out there, here, here's the deal. Here we are. Right now, whenever you're listening to this, here we are at this stage, and this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. It truly is. These pearls, these these jewels that your mama's dropping, and now you're dropping on everybody else. Pick them up, everybody. Pick them up. Don't come away from this and go. Yeah, that was a great conversation. Go. What are you going to do? But here's the deal: is that, and, and again, I, I got to keep coming back to this because I'm. This is this is top of my list, top of my priorities right now is working with you to bring the experience, if you will. Yeah. Because what changed you? I said it was a rhetorical question, but not everybody has or had a mama like yours. Yeah. Not everybody had a father, parents like mine. Not everybody had a coach or anything like that. And if they did, not everybody listened. Yeah. And if they did, we still would have been fighting against that, that systemic Let's just call it cultural, cultural wounds that we've had. Absolutely. And so our outcome with all of this that we're talking about, all that we're doing right now is to bring those tools, those experiences, those strategies so you could change yourself. So, so you don't have to have that experience. You don't have to have had that experience. Now, you know, the saying, you know, I, I teach something called, and I, I practice something called NLP, neuro linguistic programming. It's just one of the, one of the tools that I use. But the saying in there is, it's never too late to have a happy childhood. You never too late to uh-uh. have a happy childhood. I'm having my best childhood now you just by riding right a bicycle. Now. But listen, you cannot change what happened in the past, but you can change how you feel about it. And if you can change how you feel, then you can change how you go forward. Forgiveness, especially self-forgiveness, is not condoning. You see, I forgave. the. And by the way, those those men who tried to take my life, they were amongst a group of people. I had the police. I had a a policeman handcuff me and put my face in the gutter. I know what it's like to feel waterboarded. Ooh, my face. You know, I'm the last person you got to explain that to. Well, you know, and and he told me that was the night that I died, and he stepped down so hard. I I don't know if it's true, but I heard something crack, and I thought it was my skull. And I forgave them. It took me a while, being honest with you, because I me had too. to learn what I learned. Yeah. But I didn't. Forgiving does not mean condoning. Forgiving means for you are for giving up the pain of that memory in yourself and so what what you know who's ever within earshot of this right now that's where it starts give up the pain of the past even if you don't know what it is you know i say these things over and over again if you have ever sabotaged yourself if you have ever procrastinated hesitated if you've ever done something that you regret okay that was then now is now and so let's learn from that and let's let's get an experience so that you walk forward. You walk this earth the way that you are meant to walk this work, this earth as a king, as a queen, as a warrior, as an intellect. 
as a loving, as a child of God, uh, as anything that is virtuous, that is supposed to be, that you know you want. Even the hardest core of prisons, and I've spent a lot of time working in prisons and working with gangs and everything, and even the hardest cores of the, of the worst criminals you could possibly think of, there's something inside of them. There's still some good inside them that they want to be good. They want to do good. They just don't believe they can. Absolutely. I'm here to tell you. I've seen it with my own eyes. As I said before, now literally over five or close to five million people now that I've watched change and have had a hand in changing. And now that's what we bring to the table now. And that's what is so important right now. That's it, Joe. Leave me with this message. I, what I got, message do you have for all the young adults who are trying to get their lives started with the world? On pause. Well, let me ask a question first. Yeah. Right? And I, don't, I don't know that this is the platform to do it, but can we, should we talk about Team No Excuses and the Magnificent Challenge? Talk about it. it, it talk about it all day long. I mean, I could have right. made the whole episode about it. <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right. So whenever you're listening to this, there's two things that are happening right now. One of them, and it is, it is Ray's baby, and he has entrusted me to hold some of that baby. <laughs> yes. And that is something called Team No Excuses. And yeah. Team No Excuses is a platform, a place where you can go to get the, the wisdom, to get the strategies, the processes, and all those most important areas of your life. And obviously, Ray, you can do a better job of explaining it than I can but just as i look at it it is why i'm so proud to be a part of this but it's such the movement that we're that we're all locking arms with right yeah love thy neighbors thyself right people that are lovingly and willingly and open-heartedly and willing to share with you their knowledge people that have that have done the thing you know you know my mentor always taught me listen instead of trying to reinvent the wheel go to somebody that's already done it and learn from them you know, decades into days, cut it down. So here's this platform of people that are there for us. And that is, that is this, uh, you know, team, no excuses. And then there's, there's something else that, that I want to give. And that is this, I created something called the magnificent life challenge. And I'm going to challenge you. And what that means is this isn't a regular challenge. This is a challenge that you can use to change your life. And I said to you earlier that I have the privilege of mentoring and coaching, you know, Academy Award winning movie stars and, and Grammy winners and, and uh, you know, sports figures and all that stuff, millionaires and billionaires. And, I, and I, I teach them a very specific set of skills and I coach them. So what I'm offering is this. I'm going to coach you for four days. Anybody within earshot, four days, four days. And Ray, you're going to be one of my guests on there as well. Me and, and, and my friends. Yeah. And it is absolutely no charge. It is, is, it's not, I've never done anything like this before, but no charge for four days. And in that time, I'm going to show you exactly how you function as a human being and then how to use that information to get the very best out of yourself. And that is lightly brushing it. And so, you know, I know we'll, we'll probably include links and stuff like that on the, uh, on no excuses the platform, you know, no excuses platform, but come and spend four days, bring your family. It's absolutely free. Then this ain't no catch. There's no, you know, sign up and, and, you know, take a credit card or anything like that. Come, I want to give it to you. The reason I'm doing this, the reason we're doing this is because somebody did it for us. Yes. I told you at the top of this, somebody told me that I owe it to repay, to pay it forward. How I pay back is I pay forward. And all that I ask of you, anybody, and I know Ray is on board with me as this as well, is that you do the same thing. You pass it on to somebody else. You've got to pay it forward. You've got to pay it forward. Because that's how we roll. And so that's, that's how we roll. And you know what? That was the message. I don't even need you to answer the last. last well, I got, I got, I got last one last thing to say, and that is this. <laughs> or one last thing to say to anybody else, and that is this. Life is exactly what you dare to make it. It's exactly what you dare to make it. And fortune favors the bold. And so the trick to life is to boldly step up and dare to make your life, wait for it, (laughs) magnificent. Magnificent. (laughs) Joseph, man, listen here. Me and you, we we got so much to do together. My goodness, my goodness. Listen, I cannot thank you enough. Like, brother, this is is priceless. And I'm telling you, I am so excited to have you a part of no excuses and anybody that want to understand more about no excuses, go to no excuses.tv and join the movement of taking your past and letting it go. Right. Forgiving yourself. So you can see the best you check yourself every day. Right. Because this is an opportunity that 
this man has exposed me to. And when I was 11 years old, even before that, his movement had begun. Joseph, I got this thing that I do called sugar association, right? right? Uh And it's word association. So I say one word and you give me a word, one word response to the word. You ready? I'm ready. Oh, uh, and I forgot. Oh my gosh, I would, I can't wait to hear this one from you because of all the things you've studied. <laughs> all right, let's go. Here we go. Performance, excellence, hmm. routine, passion, hmm. obstacle, opportunity, <laughs> vocabulary, love. Oh, breakthrough. Again, opportunity. Oh, that is so good to come back through to that one with opportunity. Oh, my goodness. That's so good. Communicate. Again, love. (laughs) Inspiration. Dedication. Mm. Dilemma. Opportunity. Opportunity. (laughs) I got a limited vocabulary when it comes. It's okay. It's okay. If it all leads back to the same place, it all leads back to the same place. History. Glory. Glory. Mm. Mm. Last one. Future. Create. Create. Listen here, Joe. Thank you so much, my brother. You are absolutely, you're a rock star. You are a rock star. You're a man of so much knowledge and so much wisdom. And I am really excited to have you a part of no Ex- team, no excuses, really a part of my life as a, as a, as a, as a mentor, as a brother. I could, I've learned so much. If you see my book, I wrote down so many quotes. I got to go back and listen to this myself. <laughs> and I'm doing that. I'm doing that as well. <laughs> <laughs> to make sure. Humility, man. Can, that, yeah. Oh, man, that I can capture all of these gems that you was hitting out, man. But listen, thank you so much, brother. I really appreciate you, man. This was absolutely amazing. And it just really does not get no better. I think what we learned today, we learned a lot. We learned a lot today. And, and one of the biggest things we learned that I learned you know, from Joseph is, you know, it's okay to chase greatness every day, but you got to wake up every day and understand that you are magnificent, Beautiful. that you have the ability to change your life. You have the ability to make your life better. You have the ability to change someone else's life. And that's how we pay it forward. Today was special. It was more than special. It was needed. Because somebody that's listening right now found their breakthrough. And better yet, they found ways to get mm-hmm. to their breakthrough. Mm-hmm. Come on. Because when you have a path, a clear path, and remember this, you heard this from me and Joseph earlier. Somebody helped us out. We didn't know it all. We made mistakes. We've been in low places. But we took the advice and we used it. The most important thing that we must fight for as human beings is the human soul. Mm -hmm. The hardest thing to ever change is the human will. The person that we want to get to is the human being. Oh, beautiful, man. Beautiful. Thank you for every second of today. Thank you for joining Everyday Greatness. It was absolutely amazing. Thank you, Joseph, for joining me. Thank you for just your heart opening up, sharing the the painful things that you've been through. But more importantly, thank you for sharing all of this knowledge so that someone can grab it and change their life. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the Cure for the Common Life podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review it on your favorite podcast player. And if you have any questions or comments or any topic ideas, you might want to be a guest on my show. You can reach me directly at josephmcclendon.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you at the top.